1: Hi, welcome to TFYLP episode 434. We're live tonight, June 14th. Uh, Oh man, my videos seems weird. Uh, Hopefully uh, we don't have any technical difficulties, but I'm sure we will. Uh, You know, so anyway, uh, joining me tonight is Don. Hey
2: everybody. And Paul hi and nick hello
1: (laughs) and phil what's going on so uh thank you nick for joining us tonight uh i know that you have a very incredibly busy schedule uh with uh (laughs) opening opening a comic shop and and whatnot Uh, so what's the what's going on with that (laughs)
3: So, I've been absent the last few weeks because, as some of you may already know, I am, in fact, opening a comic shop in uh, Brooklyn's Industry City. St. Mark's Comics is coming back, and now I'm an owner.
2: <laughs> so oh, wow.
3: Um, yeah. it's uh, We take possession of the space uh, in one week from today, <laughs> and then we open July 30th. So, it's all very down to the wire, and... Things are cooking right along. We're just chugging right along there. So, yeah. St. <laughs> Mark's Comics
1: 2.0. There you go. That should be uh, incredibly exciting.
3: Exciting? Nervous making? Yes, all of these things.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you got this, buddy. <laughs> it's,
3: it's just, you know, a lot of work in a, in a very compressed amount of time. <laughs> so.
4: A lot of moving stuff.
3: Yes, yes, yes. And apparently a lot of buying toys, because we just bought another gigantic toy collection
2: today. So, yeah. Any yeah. Dino Riders in there? No, but I will keep you in mind. You. <laughs> I want all the boxed Visionary stuff.
3: Yeah, all right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, and, and welcome back, Don. It's It's been a minute since you've been on the show as well.
2: It's been several minutes, because... <laughs> um, Just to let uh, the viewers know who I am, if that's okay, Uh, I am Headmaster Don. I have been in the fandom since before the fandom existed, because I'm old. Um, And I am now engaged.
1: Well, congratulations. Uh, Oh, congratulations. uh, Yeah,
2: the the girlfriend has gone from girlfriend to fiance. Oh, that's wonderful. And we are getting married October of next year, because we wanted to wait to the world to be slightly less crazy than it is right now. Uh, so, uh, you know, I am, uh, long time in the fandom, uh, not, not, not real big on the boards. So if you see me on the boards, it's because I'm complaining about the eBay scammer that took me for $220, uh, for Thomas, uh, fans toys, Thomas that I did get a refund on. So uh, unfortunately I'm just not on the boards that much. You say, I unfortunately, you I say good for you. Style, <laughs> the boards are terrible. I hate the boards. No, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like... Well, having grown up on Alt Toys Transformers, well, not grown up, but, you know, having been there when Alt Toys Transformers started, the board wars is kind of like old hat for me. It's also very tiring. So it's something I usually try to avoid at all costs because I'm old. I've been there. I've done that. I bought the (laughs) T-shirt.
1: Right. I, I always think it's funny that people complain about wherever they don't hang out. So they're like, oh... Facebook is a cesspool or oh, Twitter's a cesspool or the boards are a cesspool. And I was like, you know, they can all be cesspools (laughs) at times. (laughs) True. So, but, uh, but yeah, congratulations. Are you going to do the honeymoon at TFCon then?
2: No, no. (laughs) um, Actually, we're not really sure where we're going for the honeymoon there. We're, you know, we're thinking about a cruise. A lot of stuff on the table. Yeah. Uh, but you know me, I don't like leaving money on the table, so there's that. But, um, again, we gave us we gave us plenty of time to make these decisions based on how the health of the world is going at the time. So, right now, we're just focusing on the wedding. Uh, we're kind of house hunting, but in this market, everything is literally selling almost as fast as it goes up and the few realtors we've talked to people have made offers above listing just to make sure they get the property
1: it's crazy. crazy yep no i've i've had friends that sold their house and i think they had 20 offers so i mean it's just it's just crazy
2: well one thing about my area is that they approved a casino going in town where a mill a a, a, a textile mill used to be So all the property around the town for, like, 20, 30 miles, everyone's wanting to, you know, hedge their bets on it's Mm -hmm. going to be, like, super valuable now, I guess. Is this season uh, four of Ozark?
1: (laughs) So uh, so tonight's topic, um, I think partly was uh, from, there was a, kind of a Twitter thread uh, going a couple of weeks ago where people are talking about if, uh, if they ran Hasbro, what would they do? And so it kind of, this, this topic kind of spurred off of that, but I guess Nick, this was kind of your topic uh, as well. So what, what are we, what are we covering tonight?
3: Uh, my elevator pitch was um, for everybody who's here tonight to pitch their dream project. If if you had your run of things at Hasbro and you got to make one pro one project come to reality, what would it be and how would you do it? And we just you know take turns and everybody gets to ask questions about the project as if we're sitting in a pitch meeting. So, that's that's where we are. Um, who's going first? Should should I go first?
1: I mean, sure topic. I think you should. Oh,
3: okay. <laughs> I, yeah, all right. Pitch us. All right. All right. Um, so <laughs> you, you may have noticed over the last few years that I've been harping on the comic books <laughs> side of things, uh, and, and now with good reason. Um, <laughs> my dream project is a thing that I, I've even said on this show once or twice before. Um, I really wish that they would do direct-to-DVD features adaptations of famous comic arcs and whatnot or just uh popular canon story if even if it's like stuff from the file cards or any other source material that isn't already animated and just do direct-to-dvd animations of the best stuff like the way that um dc and warner have been doing those direct-to-dvd animated features for you know the better part of a decade or little lo- longer now if you think about it um they did, like, the, you know, the Wonder Woman one was really good. They've done the Killing Joke, which they butchered. New uh, Frontier is a great... New Frontier,
2: yes. That was a yeah, great yeah, one. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely the New Frontier.
3: Yeah. So I would like to do that as a project. And the way that this would get sold is you get, at a $40 MSRP, your DVD, and an action figure packed in a box together. And it's all sold to specialty shops. That's like Entertainment Earth, Big Bed Toy Store, and any of the shops serviced by Diamond Comic Distributors. Comic shops, 2,000 shops across the country, all just to carry this product and have it distributed through Diamond. Um, The sorts of stories that I'd like to see adapted, I have a top 10 list here. Uh, I would like to see the following things. And the figure in each pack would be approximately deluxe class. A lot of this could probably even be remolded from existing things. First up, I've got the Megatron and Ratchet Fusion as a Red Series figure uh, with an adaptation from Marvel Comics, All Fall Down. um, Which was really only given that name in the the graphic novel reprints. Um, But it's that. You know the story. It's it's where Megatron and Ratchet get fused together and they you know basically plead for death at Optimus' hands. Um, and it's some of my favorite stuff and it really stuck with me as a kid. So that's my number one there. I would kill for a figure of the Megatron Ratchet fusion and I think that's the way to do it. Uh, number two on my list is a deluxe rung with, and uh, this will be part one of a three-part here. We go with a Lost Light adaptation uh, more than me slash lost light you do the first chunk with a deluxe rung you do part two with a chrome dome and a rewind and then you do part three with a modernized hot rod in the style of the art from lost light uh i think that those would do well um i'd like to see a glyph and a tap out two-pack with some sort of original story based on either the botcom material or based on that valentine's day special that they did uh, just because I really like to get those figures, <laughs> uh, I've got Iron Fist and Physitron, whichever you want to call them, uh, with the last end of the records. I think that that is a great five-part story. I think it lends itself well to the the short format of a DVD, and I think it would be killer. And I think that would be, instantly be a bestseller.
1: Uh, I think well, you gotta, your your DVDs are kind of more towards the hardcore collectors and adult collectors, so that right. type of a story would be more appropriate like like those types of things rather than it just necessarily being for kids
3: exactly exactly um i'd also like to see a two-part all hell megatron and there's any number of characters you could do in there you could do a new Ironhide, you could do a prowl or maybe a sunstreaker or or maybe even um what was the insecticon's name was it bob bob mm-hmm. yeah yeah you could do a bob the, but there's a bunch of guys to choose from and i think that the any of them would be good fits for a two-part All hell Megatron animated special. Um cliff jumper with a spotlight vignettes where you like you do a bunch of 7-minute like shorts the way that they did the um DC did the uh, with the Spectre and there were a couple other short features that like were backups on the other DVDs. I think that's where that Shazam one was from, was Shazam versus Superman maybe? I can't remember, but Anyway, there was uh, Spotlight Vignettes with a cliff jumper. Uh, and then another Spotlight Vignettes Volume 2 comes with a cup with, like, the damaged Outback carcass as an accessory. <laughs> because that really stuck with me. And then that's, that's my pitch. Those are my ten things. And there's plenty more material you could pick from. You could do, like, a Transformers animated season four. You could do a Beast Wars story, you know, and get some of that in there. You could go back and do BotCon things if you were... So inclined to pick up some of that those fiction threads. I'd say shattered glass, but I'm, I'm getting all of that now, and I'm so yeah. Happy. <laughs> we're
1: already getting that. So, so Nick, would these be like kind of more one-off, like spotlight type stories? It's kind of like a best of some of the stories over the years, or do you think that this would be more of an aligned continuity where it would, like, everything would kind of try to mesh together?
3: I would. I would really want to see these things be standalone. DVDs. They're just adapting the material. They're not trying to mash it all into one continuity or anything like that. They just, they are what they are. It's, hey, look, here's this great fiction in a new format. Something that's more accessible to folks who maybe don't read as much.
2: Nick, um, yeah, one thing, two things actually. One, do you think, again, if you were doing it, it would be made like this? Mm-hmm. But would it would it be more feasible to consider it being done as a motion comic? Oh god, no! Those things are terrible. Are I, know, I mean, I, mean, I, I have seen, I mean, seen. a few that. Well, <laughs> I'm just saying, do you think maybe sticking with the comic motif?
3: If you had to drop the price by fifteen bucks and had to do it for twenty four ninety nine, you could do you do it as a motion comic. Okay, I yeah, guess.
2: I, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I'm just wondering. If, I, I was just thinking maybe sticking with the whole motion comic yeah. comic shop. And I want to I want to add one. I want to add honorable mention to your list if I could. Yeah, go for it. Marvel the Headmasters one through four as a new rebirth. Okay. Call it the rebirth, (laughs) but use the Marvel one through again. Nothing against the rebirth as one of my favorite three part of my one of my probably my favorite of Generation One cartoon. But use Headmasters one through four miniseries and just title it as the rebirth. Now, since we, we've already gotten the four small headmasters, I would love to see them do like a small fortress Maximus, like using the uh, Kabaya kit mm. and putting the Kabaya Fortress Maximus in with that. You know, like already assembled and painted and stuff. Although, again, that's just if I rule the world. <laughs> sure.
1: So, is there, there, a there has to be why... some
3: deluxe toy they could retool into a Fort Max stand-in, though,
4: right? You're the boss, right? God. You tell us,
1: right? I would assume they could probably do some of those micro masters that they released, like do some type of retool, re-tool with that. The micromaster based deluxes mm-hmm. um, is is the reason why you know this like that model works for DC, but it doesn't necessarily work for Hasbro. I mean, it just seems like that Hasbro's never focused that. Is just do they consider themselves more of a kids brand than some of the DC stuff or? What?
3: I I wonder if it if it doesn't work for Hasbro because having an animation studio is relatively new for them, whereas you know DC and Warner have been a thing for
1: mm-hmm.
3: thirty forty years now, whatever it was. So I, I wonder if they they just weren't set up to do that when these DVDs were more popular,
0: you know. And I think Lucas, maybe your point too is that you know kind of combining yours and Nick's point that the the idea of DC comics doing things for a more mature audience, the comic book side has been doing that for several decades. Yeah. Hasbro still sees themselves as the kid's brand. And, and even with the Netflix shows that are, you know, slightly older skewing are still skewed, you know, like kids can
4: watch it. I question the, the validity of a DVD pack in at this point. Yeah. You think that that train has just sailed? I think we are in a year called 2021 where computers <laughs> don't even come with fucking DVD players anymore. So like the only way you're going to watch those I guess well, maybe is on your, it, maybe it is on your a download X-box. code. What do you want, Paul? I want It's Teach not a DVD. <laughs> it's going to be a comic book. Or something,
1: <laughs> yeah. right? Well, they're How doing that though. They're they're doing that, like the shattered <laughs> glass <laughs> figures. Awesome. Like awesome. they're doing a special series of shattered glass, and they're throwing it in as pack ins with the like, like, yeah. like Hasbro's doing it.
4: Conceptually, I get I get what you're saying. I guess I just, um, you know, is there? A, what's the modern way of doing that? Is it a download code? Is it just like, hey, this is out there, whether you buy it or not? But the product funds the fact that it exists
0: what was the hasbro tv
4: network the hub
0: discovery so 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 the hub relaunches as a streaming service and with each toy you get a one month subscription to the hub streaming so you can watch <laughs> you know transformers prime whenever you want
4: i mean that's actually kind of a cool idea some you know some synergistic idea like that that's that'd be cool they why did they not do that <laughs> when they had the hub i mean i guess it wasn't a subscription service but yeah you
0: didn't you didn't have
4: that back wasn't the there yet when it was yeah yeah you were still watching dvds back then so you know that was the difference yeah
1: <laughs> yeah well and i'm kind of surprised you know some of these mobile games they've done and whatnot that they haven't done more of a scan this figure and upload it into the game type of thing i think that they did that with
4: angry birds he did it with R.I.D. <laughs> R.I.D., yeah. Yeah,
1: they so. did it with that, too. Yeah, on yeah.
4: the symbol, the symbols you scan, it, it was actually pretty cool. I mean, if you were, you know, in, I, I never did it, but, like, conceptually, I thought it was awesome. If you buy the toy, each one has a unique symbol on around their Autobot or Decepticon insignia, and that would, like, give you content in the game. So it sort of worked that way, but it was so... It was so non collector based It was like very much based in a You know the age group for the actual Toy line so
1: Right well when, I just I just think of Like Skylanders or Disney Infinity and some of those types of things where It's like that's almost like the point Of the game is is to get these extra Figures and scan it in And, and, and whatnot so
4: Did a tangent A bit but did you guys catch the news on the The Niantic game Today oh
1: yeah yeah, so I'm excited that. for that. So it's it's Pokemon Go, Go, but Transformers <laughs> pretty much.
4: I, I guess. Sort of a New World Order, maybe.
0: Is <laughs> it, one of the people still playing Pokemon Go five years later? Um yeah, I'm I'm down for a Transformers version of that.
4: Yeah, you know Lighthouse to be into it.
1: Yeah. The only thing that boost, frustrates me with that, that, like Pokemon yeah. Go is the same thing where I didn't want to go out of my way to get these things. And like, that's where I see the people like you and Christian and whatever, where you're like, you, you play in your evening around Pokemon, or at least Christian does sometimes like around Pokemon Go and like what PokeStops you can get. It's like, ah, uh, I don't want to do that.
4: Well, that thing, that game made Pokemon like, It was like it was like a brand new brand all of a sudden, you know, like the the, this could if the game is good and people play it, it, this could be huge for Transformers like this could be bigger than like the fucking movie or something.
1: Well, but I think with the movie hitting, like if say this gets big and they hope like, you know, whatever the movie comes out next year by the time they launch and and whatever else and, and whatnot, like it could. Yeah, it could really give it a boost. I know Just, got if, a if you get a new game,
4: audience is what I'm yeah. saying. Brand yeah. new audience
0: for. They've got a version of the game for Harry Potter, and I don't know if that does as well. I know it there's. It doesn't. I don't think it does Niantic. not do as well. Yeah, know I don't think it's Niantic, but there's another version of that kind of game for Jurassic Park that I think is moderately successful. But Jurassic Park again is, okay. you know, still a, a pretty evergreen brand at this point. What That's thirty? Nice. Is it is it twenty eight years this year? From the original release of Jurassic Park in the theaters. So, yeah. Now I there feel are, like a dinosaur. There are, <laughs> there are interns that you work with that were born well after that movie came out. Calammonus!
3: <sighs> uh, you know, Paul, I had a second to think about that, that DVD quip. And I think you could still do a DVD if the whole point is that's how we pay for this project to get made and then it goes to streaming in 6 months to keep the ball rolling. You get a 6 month lead time where you got to buy the DVD, you got to get this figure, you got to buy the you know, it's a collector package and then the program program goes to streaming to drive the streaming content.
1: I mean, I think that the DVD thing or Blu-ray or whatever it may be could still work based on our demographic, like the collectors, the people that are older and whatnot that still buy that, you know, physical media and whatnot. Yeah. Especially Um,
3: if you're doing things that are more adult oriented or, you know, R rated, I think as, as Zaldron said in the comments here. Um, But if you're doing stuff that's a little more adult, I think you can do the DVD Blu-ray package kind of dealy.
1: Yeah. I, I do think it just makes it, it makes does make some sense because of collectors. Like we like to collect stuff. Like they're releasing the movie yet again on four K whatever and the right. Steelbook and Well I don't know, whatever.
4: I pre ordered mine. <laughs> right, I, was I, I did too. I have a feeling this is the last time that's gonna happen though. Yeah. Like on a yeah. physical piece of media.
3: Until the next version of physical media happens.
2: I think, to Paul's point, we're done with physical media, though.
0: I don't think we are. No,
3: absolutely not.
2: uh, I'm kind of reminded of that scene from uh, Futurama where they had, like, early holograms. They were black and white. So we'll get, like, some kind of, like, thing that projects black and white holograms because everything starts over in black (laughs) and white because you have to work up to color holograms. So we'll have... uh, Because someone on Twitter posted a clip of Transformers the movie in black and white. One, I thought when did DC and Warner release a Transformers movie because there's no color in it and two, that looked really good in black and white. It was a really different take on it. So uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get a black and white hologram showings first, then we'll get color later on.
4: Yeah, On your Virtual Boy, that'll be the first
2: <laughs> no, way to watch it. Virtual Boys hurt my eye. I get all of the headaches. Did... The, 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 the pain! Any,
4: any chance you guys read the Ready Player One book? Mm. No. Well, there's a take on like future media in that book that's kind of amazing and pretty forward-thinking, where it's like they have the movie War Games, but you plug into the movie and you can play the characters. Right. But so the movie, act like you enact the movie, and depending on what you do, like the movie plays, and it's like a licensed type of media that like other companies suddenly get into interested in doing in the, in the, in the book. I don't remember if they follow it in the movie or not, but I've always been like, wow, that is actually pretty, that that could actually happen, you know, with, Mm -hmm. with the Oculus Rift and stuff, you go, you go back and watch gone with the wind. And instead of watching them talk over here, you can go, you know, if they, if they rendered out the whole house, you could like go into the kitchen and like make a sandwich or something while the scene's going on. But like, imagine they were able it would be very difficult to do that for Transformers, the movie, because it's not, you know, it's an animated film, but they could just render it out. I don't know. I would be interested. Well,
1: in but we're thinking, like, you know, Transformers Bayverse, you could do that pretty easily. You can just take some, like, cutting room footage from, like, the last Transformers The Last night or whatever, right? Like, they probably have 20 hours of, of footage they didn't use and, and just throw that into a uh, VR game.
4: Yeah, then you can be Simmons, and you can let Bumblebee pee on you. That would be (laughs) such a great moment.
2: Oh well, I guess if you got to do that, you'd be you're in luck.
1: (laughs) 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 So, um, but yeah, no, I I could see like a, a VR experience. I think that could be another good idea. Um, you know, virtual reality for you know for the uh, Oculus or you know whatever across the the platforms. I think they did that for Voltron, I believe. Did they? Mm. Oh. Yeah, there's a Voltron like experience on the PlayStation. That's neat. <clears throat> so, do we got another pitch? Yeah, I got one that, that
0: ties in kind of well to Knicks. To oh. Um it's it's eerily similar, so I'm mildly disappointed. It's not it's not oh. quite stealing my thunder, but it's it's closer than I would have liked it to have been. I'm just pulling up my list here of uh, specifically what I wanted. So this would be like a spin off of studio series. And uh, again, kind of something similar to what DC has already done, where DC has a line of, of toys that are the, the, the DC direct or whatever they call it these days, um, that are very artist specific. And so doing artist specific Transformers toys. Oh. So you can do this with both the comic book and some of the cartoons um So you go back to the early Marvel days, and you, you've got what Ian Aikens blaster, where it was the, the goggled blaster with the, the you know the fins on the side of the head. Yeah, um, you know then, then or you could do Don Perlins blaster, which is is more like what we saw in the cartoon, but more specifically, what I thought of was Don Perlins Straxus. Um, you know, to get a nice '80s Marvel comic Straxus toy. Uh, yeah. Of course, if you're talking '80s Marvel comics. You're talking Andrew Wildman, so an and Andrew Wildman Galvatron, which people have been <clears> kind of craving lately, um, and, and that that's a fairly easy retool right there. You do the, the Kingdom Galvatron with a new head uh, to give it that more humanistic, you know, head uh, and face, but and then do the the, the comp of coloring. Certainly, you can do the the modern stuff like for, for mill, and I said crankcase, because I was trying to think of, you know, who hasn't been done by third party yet, um, you know, and, and then a big one I thought too was was some of the early you know transformers dimes, designs by Foro, and do a Cyclonus They're like that skinny, almost emaciated Cyclonus look. Um, since since we don't have, uh, I, I don't know if we're gonna get a, a studio series. 86 Cyclona since we just got Kingdom, you know, instead of studio series, call this artist series. And then you can take it to to the the cartoons as well. So this could be a format where we finally get the Derek J. Wyatt Constructicons, you know, some of those that that people have been asking for. So, again, it's this is it, it's not this would be kind of a tough toy line to do because the a lot of the toys would look very you know, different. You know, the, the 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 Derek J. Wyatt toys would look very different than the the Andrew Wildman based toys. But um, Hasbro's done this sort of stuff. I mean, we've seen with Transformers Animated, Transformers Prime, that they can do some really non uh, you know standard body Transformers. You know, Transformers don't have to be blocks. You know, that turn into other blocks. They can be really sleek, streamlined things that that have unique shapes. Um, you know, so it would it would be pretty disparate in terms of the, the release and you'd probably have a pretty slow release schedule, but again, some similar to what they're doing through shadow glass, where it's just, um, uh, you know, the, the online stores that get this or the complex specialty shops that get this, but that's, that's my pitch. That's my idea is a, is a artist series, uh, transformers toy line.
2: Sure. Hey, yeah. Hey, Phil, um, yeah, yeah. do you think, and I'm not, I'm not saying this to be uh, argumentative, I'm just saying, do you think this is exactly what the red line should have been? They wouldn't transform, but you'd be able to capture each style of character without worrying about it. So you'd have the best representation appearance-wise of that particular artist's style, but you'd have to sacrifice a transformation. But this seems like it would be what red was made to do. I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback on that
3: Don this was this is the question I was pretty much gonna ask too yeah um, was would you be willing to sacrifice transformation on some of the more um, unique designs and go with a red style figure I mean a lot of them could just be done as you know head swaps and new paint jobs maybe the occasional oh his shoulder is remoulded pointy or something in some cases you know um, but there are going to be the more uh eccentric designs, the the more out there designs, the 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 further they get from the base model, the more you have to go to that red design. And would you be willing to give up the transformations and go with the reds? Say
0: no. Say no. I would (laughs) say no, because if you look at if you look at some of the first edition Transformer Prime toys. Like Optimus Prime, first edition Prime you know, Optimus, is an amazing toy. The silhouette of that toy looks just like the silhouette of the cartoon. And that's not an easy silhouette to replicate in toy form. And the truck looks amazing. Mm-hmm. You look at animated blur. An animated blur is an amazing toy that turns into a car. Um, Prime Viacon, same same sort of thing. So Hasbro has done this. Um, I'm not saying that it's easy to do. But like I want a Straxus that looks like a fat, like old school wrestler (laughs) that turns into that crazy space gun. Is that easy to do? No, but, but, you know, I'm just the concept. Uh, It would have to be a submarine now, right? (laughs) It's a submarine. (laughs) Yeah. Whatever tracks this is. I I don't
4: know. It's not a gun. Probably
0: not a gun. Flying turret. uh, Yeah. Whatever you want to call it. Um,
4: Not a gun.
0: (laughs) uh,
1: Yeah.
0: But I mean, you look at, you know, uh, you know, Enoz here is talking about the, the thrilling 30 Springer. I mean, there's another great example Of a toy that looks, you know, something ripped from the comic book page. Even Hasbro has done it. The the Generation Swerve is pretty good looking, you know, Milne Roche, you know, whoever they really pulled the face from. So sometimes, yeah, you just need to get the face of of a swap out the heads. Some are going to require more engineering than others, but um, I I think it would still be just a a fun line that if again you spread it out over, kind of like what they're doing with Studio Series, where we maybe only get two or three releases a year. (laughs) Excuse me
4: um wait a minute, I think it is wait a minute. that's not movie. how studio series works buddy right <laughs> well
0: no it's not how it might feel that works. way they're but doing it's two or three waves a year yeah, yeah. Okay. um but but i think it would be a a fun and interesting line would you get a ton of buy-in from you know your average everyday you know you know kid buying it even even people looking at pulse maybe not so maybe you do it a low production run I, I, you know i'm not again sitting so here saying i got all okay the things price point this stuff yeah, yeah exactly and i mean you know again dc has been doing this um for literally decades with with their lines where you know you can walk into a comic book shop and buy an alex ross style batman or darwin cook style batman you, you or, know or, they uh, killed off dc batman. direct right Yes, I
4: know. Yeah. yeah, it kills me. But, uh, <laughs> but
1: again, <laughs> it the it the new me. figures that they have coming out too, the McFarlane toys, like aren't they? I mean, there's a little bit of that, I guess. I mean, it's not really, but kind of. You can tell.
0: You can tell the artists that McFarlane used to work with. Because their toys look like the Greg Capullo toys look just like the Greg Capullo comics. Even some of the Tony Daniels toy like you know, kind of characters, look like the comics. And both of those are guys who used to work for Todd drawing Spawn, drawing Spawn back in the nineties. Oh, yeah. um, Spawn, God, where, where did that come from? <laughs> um, but, um, as you get into you know the the animated style that that McFarlane's doing, those did look pretty good. Um, and I think they moved pretty well, but, uh, you know, some of the more like, like the Jim Lee style Superman, I know it doesn't look like Jim Lee artwork come to life. And I think, I think McFarlane was trying to do that. And maybe Jim Lee is just someone whose art doesn't translate well to 3d. Um, I but, would absolutely uh, beg to differ on that, <laughs> I mean, you know, it, 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 you know, it could, but, um, but again, you know, you've got you've got toy companies that have done it, and again, Hasbro has done it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hasbro did it with animated. Hasbro did it with Prime. This would just be doing it from a, a more eclectic source material.
4: Mm-hmm. I could see this working only if you are actually in charge of Hasbro <laughs> and yeah. you're making them do it because this sounds like a lot of work mm-hmm. for yeah. not a lot of reward from on, from no. a business sense. So it's like a passion project. Sure. And it sounds like, like what Nick said, it has to be. It's gonna be expensive. It's gonna because it's gonna be catering to like crusties. Because like you know, yeah. Andrew Wildman, like Transformer, like who? If if you're if you're under thirty, you don't care, right? Like I just don't think you do. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, you got to but... put a number to that, Paul. Yeah, am just making up a number. There's a there's a limit. Imagine there's a hard line. Thirty. I don't know where the line is. It is a hard line though. Yeah. But it's, I, I I make it akin to like Masterpiece. You know, that's more like your release schedule where it's like, Yeah, yeah right. one one or two a year and maybe they like tell us about it in at Toy Fair and it maybe comes out by the end of the year, you know? It I wouldn't say it's crowdfunded, like a Haslab thing, Ooh. but it's but it's a it's a limited like made to order yeah, sort sure. of item, but it has to hit at least, well, I guess then it would be crowdfunded. See, but have to. I mean, have I mean
1: to, they have you, like some you, of those to have a break use this out
3: to Super Seven to do.
1: But they I won't. No, they but won't. I
3: think you steal the Super Seven business model. Hmm.
4: What was that they, you cut out a little, Phil? Yeah. What did you say?
0: I, I was saying steal the Super Seven business model.
4: Okay. Ha, it has to be Hasbro if it's going to transform. And I'm thinking originally I was going to say what you guys said is like, oh, the Red Series can do that, no problem. You know, you can make a signature. The Signature Red series or something. The Artist Red series. But to make it actually transform, you know, that's really the magic part of of doing anything like this. Especially when you're stylizing everything to a a visual aesthetic. You know, then it's really fun if it transforms good. That's what makes those Prime toys amazing and makes those animated toys amazing. Where the gimmick was actually how cool it transforms, you know, and it looks. Stepped off the screen. It didn't have to have. It didn't have to have Automorph or you know <laughs> spring-loaded bullshit. Yeah. So, I guess I kind of see it as it, w- it would be a long-term, long-term slow burn thing. Like you know, masterpiece. It took quite a few years to get like up to MP10. You know, it took a- it took a while. So, well,
1: you know, get to Artist
4: th- Series 10 take you at least five years.
1: One thing I was gonna say is is that it seems like a lot of these are gonna be lower production runs and whatnot. Um, I mean, I know that Flame Toys and 3A have both, like, had a pretty good success um, with their figures. So, I almost kind of feel like if you do something like that to where you could really, you know, do it well. Because, like, that's the trouble, I feel like, with the Red series. It's like, why why do I want this? Like, the paint job is not that great. Like, it just doesn't. Like, to me, I feel like the Generations figures that are coming out now are are better are better representation of the character than the red series for me at least. Um, Mm -hmm. And so that's where to really get it to where it looks, how you want it. I would think you'd want that higher price point. And so I think if you could release something in that, you know, the hundred dollar range, 100 to $200 I think that that would probably sell pretty well and be successful, but you could still do it. Like you said, you know, whatever, four year, three or whatever it may be.
0: I think if you started with some of the layups, like if you started with an Andrew Wildman Galvatron where the only thing you're necessarily sculpting new would be the head, you know, is it going to be exactly, you know, the, the right body size if you use the Keenan Galvatron? Not exactly, but you know, that, that could be the first sort of dip in the toe in the water where you give him a new head, give him a new paint scheme and, you know, even blaster. You know, you, you could have Blaster turn into, you know, regular tape deck, but give him the different artist style heads that, you know, you can even swap out from because Blaster was one of those dudes that depending who drew him, he had very different looks in the Marvel comics in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, so give us, you know, a Blaster with with two different heads. Um, you but, know, and again, those are aren't, those aren't are You're the toys
4: boss. You could take... You're the boss of Hasbro and you're going to you're going to accept remolds for this I'm awesome gonna, project.
1: You know, um, as, as what are you point, talking, yes, talking about? Remolds is the,
4: the
3: core here.
1: Remolds yeah. is the core of Hasbro. Yeah, it's, it's sort of in the yeah, business. Even, business, man, dude. dude, even that's if he's the boss, he has. Springer.
2: So
0: that's why there's three seekers sitting behind Lucas's shoulder because it's just like, oh, we just uh, we, we, we we make this one toy and uh, make them three guys. There we uh, there we go. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> he might be the boss, but they're still shareholders. Sure,
1: right. Right. Exactly. Well, I wonder, too, Hmm. could you do it where like how they do, you know, remolds now where you have a certain, you know, core figure like this is how the transformation is. You already have that set. And then the artists are the ones that are coming in and designing kind of the outer outer bits and whatnot.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, supposedly we're going to get a a remold of Galvatron to be a new Straxus. So again, you could, you could do that where you could just keep the same engineering similar to like what they did with Ectotron and, um, the DeLorean toy, whose name escapes me right now, gigawatt, um, you know, where you just, you know, that, that's, that I think is actually even a good sort of business model for this. Although, you know, you'd have less of a, less of a demand, less of an audience for this than you would with the crossovers. But in terms of, you know, the release and the price point of this it would probably mm-hmm. be similar to what we see from crossovers. There you go. That's the ticket. Yeah. And I'm not looking for masterpiece style. I'm happy with, like, mainline quality toys on this.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Just, just you know, make it look good. Make it look like it, it did on the page back in, you know, 1986.
1: Yeah, I'm just curious, though, if Hasbro has the pull of of artists, you know, because, again, like, you know, McFarlane and Jim Lee and some of those artists, it works just because, you know, those are are pretty famous. And I know a lot of the Transformers artists are known by all of us, but maybe not necessarily like the public at large.
3: If you if you paired them with a famous cover or pinup shot. Right, if the packaging incorporated that cover or pin-up shot, you could do it. And even if the general public didn't know the artist's name, they'd go, "Oh, I remember that comic," or, "Wow, what a cool cover." And then you could do that. That that would be the trick there cuz yeah, maybe not everybody recognizes, you know, what, Jose Delbo, I mean, who was uh, who are you saying from the Marvel stuff in the 80s?
0: Oh god, I got to go back to my list. I don't want me Wildman obviously, Ian Ball, yeah. uh, Ian Aiken uh, Don Perlin, uh, yeah, were, were right. some of The artists there,
3: Don, Don yeah. Perlin, for example. Not everybody's going to recognize his name, but they'll probably recognize a splash page or something.
0: Yeah, they'll be familiar with we Look at, world, at, least at least what doing with some of their other lines. You know, you've got the Star Wars Black series that had—I can't remember the dude's name—but the the Green Rabbit, the Green Rabbit <laughs> Star Wars character. <laughs> you, you know, like it, it, I'm Bucky a huge Star Wars Yeah, right. And I'm aware of who that rabbit is just from seeing it but i've i've never read any of the stories i know it's a creation from the star wars marvel comics back in the 80s that's all i know and yet you know, here's hasbro making a toy of them putting it out in a special release box um you know you got your your thirsty shirtless darth maul on that wave too that's probably going to sell more of those toys but uh um you know it's 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 definitely something that we've seen we've seen with um you know other companies doing homages to sort of 80 style. Look at look at what Hasbro is doing with some of these vintage uh, Marvel toys that they're done with like that 70 80s style art packaging to, to make it look like that 70s 80s style Marvel kind of artwork from back in the day.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So there's it's it's a smaller niche audience, but come on, they're, they're making what G two Ramjet. Uh, you you can't tell me that that has a larger audience than what this would have.
4: Eh, that that's fair. Is. I don't, I, I don't know about that. G2 Ramjet I... is like one of the first CG Transformers ever ever shown to the public.
3: Yeah, but who the hell knows that outside of the four, or five of us sitting there? Everyone right now. that and everyone
4: that. that saw it blew Come their on. minds. Come on,
3: you know, you know how old those kids
0: are now. <laughs> they're not kids.
4: Yeah, that's right. They, <laughs> they're wasting their money on toys. <laughs>
2: Yeah. I don't need a 401k. Generation 2 isn't a choice. <laughs> it's a it's a miracle given to us by the Hasbro gods.
4: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have a 401k too. It's all made of plastic, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> it's right here, man. It's right here. Oh, yeah. There you
0: go. The,
1: the rumor that's is that's appreciate better than tra- your Bitcoin is these days. Yeah.
4: Oh, uh, don't worry about it. Oh, let's not even go there.
1: No, no I,
4: I shouldn't have broached that topic.
1: The uh, the next Transformers movies rumored to take place in like '92 as well, right? Maybe, maybe we can get some G two uh, in the Transformers movie, right? No.
3: Do you think anybody making those movies is literate enough in the fiction to know that? Because I guarantee you, they're
4: not.
1: Probably
4: not. Are they literate at all? Uh. <laughs>
2: Get Ben Yee a story consultant, and then that'll solve all the problems. For real, though.
4: I mean, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't. I'd, I'd give that a shot.
1: Great. Yeah. So, so is that our next pitch? Uh, hire Ben Yee as your consultant. <laughs> Go back and redo the
4: Transformers movies, but make them good this time. <laughs> At least Flint Dill. You know, like what's he doing? Get him in there. What the hell?
1: Yep. All right, so who's our next pitch here? I'll go. Sure. Sound excited, Paul.
4: Do we... So, remind me of the actual parameters of this fantasy. Your your dream project. project. A a toy
3: line, a comic, a movie, a a TV show, anything. One project.
4: I'm going to go... This is my actual dream for Hasbro and transformers yep. it is that they stop being completely oblivious to the third party stuff and they just start giving out licenses to these companies to do the job to do what they're good at mm. to actually pick the good ones you know let them do their let them do what they want to do because Hasbro's not going to do it and allow them to legally sell this product as actual transformer product. You don't just give it to anybody. But the fact that you give it to anybody means that when other people do it without your blessing, it's a lot easier to litigate against them and stop it. Because you show a precedent of, oh, we actually do. We, we do let people do this. We do have partners. We do like this stuff. We do like... We let people use our characters and make their own stuff but we don't just let anyone do it because I would love some of those designs to be legit some of them are very good I also think all those dumbos running those third party companies don't know what they're doing because they all release 15 devastators at a time and that does not do anyone any good <laughs> there's only one good devastator in the end so that is where and that would be Unite Warriors <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, yeah, like, <laughs> they all have flaws. I, I, yeah. I mean, I always go to the the um, official stuff in the end, but yeah. but I do think that they're just they're just being so silly by not addressing any of it and not like but by ignoring it. They, they have they, they have zero power in the whole situation by a, by actually working with some of these people that do very innovative stuff and make really cool. Advancements in toy technology, you know, it gets them behind the eight ball. Hmm. So if they could work with these parties, these people, these groups of people that are decently competent, I think that'd be awesome. The
1: question I have on on some of that stuff that I wonder is. If, if they license that, would they have to worry more about other companies going after them f- because the car models are too close or whatnot? So then they would have, like, say, for example, oh. like a jazz toy, right? Like, we've always mm-hmm. heard that, like, Porsche won't give the license out to Hasbro or that they just couldn't make a deal or whatever. Like, and who knows what truth there is to it. But, like, so- an example like that where you're trying to do an actual, like, a race car or whatever it may be... And you're trying to make it spot on is if Hasbro gave that to the third party, are they are they opening themselves up that they could get sued by that car manufacturer for, you know? The well, help? the
4: the issue, the issue with this whole pl- there, there's this is this is like a fantasy world, because once you have these rules in place, you know, Hasbro has a final say on all of your all of your right. stuff. So.
3: And there's also like, oh, now all of a sudden it's all subject to safety everything, testing and drop testing. Yeah,
4: everything has <laughs> right. to pass legal. And, blah, 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 and then and the cost's blah. all quadruple. <laughs> well, you know, there's reasons that stuff exists <laughs> so people don't get hurt. So I'm not saying that's a bad thing. You I, know, I, I
0: mean, don't the, see the system being broken right now, so I don't see the need to fix it.
2: Hmm.
4: Well, it's okay to be oblivious and stick your head in the sand but it's not it's not a good thing it's not good i don't like it so that's what i would do i would figure out a way to make it work it would be a real painful transition but i think everyone would be better off in the end
0: from the consumer standpoint what part of this is broken
4: you can't just make whatever you want that someone else owns you can try from
0: the consumer standpoint what is broken like i've got fans toy galvatron here
4: from a collection from a collector standpoint i don't want to have to collect any of that bullshit because it starts getting unruly um there's no there's no end to it so the collection can never be complete
1: paul that is not a galvatron that is a transforming purple man so you know, get her, or I'm sorry, not even transforming. That's a converting purple man, um, and uh, that that just happens to to bear a resemblance to Galvatron. Yeah, it's you know, but uh, but no, I I agree. I don't know. It's kind of a funny line that they've been skirting now for all this time. You know, I mean, it's pretty obvious that Hasbro. Is, is aware of this stuff and that you know some of the designers like you know they're taking some of the cues from from some of these figures and whatnot so i don't know yeah
4: i you know intellectual property is a is a tricky subject and everyone thinks they own something because they like it but guess what no one owns transformers other than Hasbro that's the way it is sorry
0: like I, i'm not saying your idea is wrong if you look at disney for instance disney licenses out their their stuff to to thousands of different you know companies to produce things you know and like mickey mouse is being made by you know different companies all over the world in different shapes and sizes and forms and and hasbro does that to an extent with you know all the the non-toy transformer stuff um so not to say that you couldn't do it i just again from a consumer standpoint You know, what I view with the third party marketplace is I'm getting MP quality toys for characters that Hasbro isn't making that potentially Hasbro won't ever make or won't ever get to. Um, I'm getting versions of the toys, you know, like some of the reasons why the list I went through of of which characters I want to see, like comic book true versions. Like, hey, guess what? MMC is doing a really awesome job of that. So I didn't list off some of those characters that MMC has already done. So I just feel like I'm getting as a as a a transformer collector, I'm getting the toys of the characters I want. Yeah, I got to go and pi- you know pay for a toy hack sticker sheet, um, but but that's not that's not a big problem. I mean, if, if your objection to that system is that as a collector, it's hard for me to complete my collection. I feel that's that's very arbitrary
4: line in the sand well i'm a fucking consumer too and i'm telling you i don't like it (laughs) so we can both disagree but i have a consumer standpoint just as well
1: yeah i mean paul i i could kind of see you know too where these third-party companies like the production runs they make sell out you know now and do they really want to have to devote like you know, play by Hasbro's rules and pay the extra licensing fees and things like that to sell it when they already, like you know, the successful ones that we'd probably be talking about to partner with them already, already are doing you know pretty well for themselves and whatnot. And and do they really want to to take that next step? I don't know. It'd be, it'd be of course, curious to of see. Of
4: course they don't. Of course they don't. They don't. They wouldn't want to play ball because then they wouldn't make any money. That's, the whole, that's what the whole thing is all about. It's not making a cool toy. That's what the, the designers think. But the people manufacturing it and getting it made, it's all about money. And they shouldn't be doing it. Because it's not their money to make. That's, that's the way I feel about it. And that's my thousand charge. That's the dark future you'd all have. So it's a good <laughs> thing I'm not.
0: Dude, what happened to you, man? You used to be cool.
4: <laughs> no, I'm still cool. Don't worry.
0: You become the man. Turn into the man. The Can't have empire. The empire.
4: <laughs> Learn to swim.
1: <laughs> so um so my pitch is kind of similar to uh I think someone in the chat had mentioned this uh bef- uh was it Enoch's or no, the um f f v g b e three four two. So I think that there should be an aligned continuity with all this fiction. That it should be kind of similar to Marvel and whatnot, where everything kind of plays together. Um, and the toys are more aligned where they are to where there's necessarily like one toy line, but you spin the toys and some of the size classes to different like age groups. So those Bumblebee toys that you have, you know, the whatever, that are $20 deluxes or, you know, if you want to make a 15, whatever, that those are the ones, you know, that are, you know, pointed towards the kids. And you could even have spin off shows for, you know, for those toy lines that still kind of sink in with the main show. But like, personally like i would i mean i think we all would rather see more media for the toys that we collect um that are more you know collector and g1 focused and to me i feel like if you could just pull that in i think that the hard balancing act with that is is that i at least personally don't like like the cyberverse quality and so i would hate to have you know like that happened with the line Continuity and then we, our toys all go to crap and don't have paint apps and things like that. So, um, but I think that there's a way that you could do it to where, you know, the the cheaper toys could just be done smaller, still fit in. But then those aspirational toys, that Optimus Prime, that's the $50 with the trailer, whatever, that's your, your Christmas present or whatever, you know, that they could try to time you know, some of the things like that to where it's, um, uh what happened?
3: Where'd everybody go? Yeah.
1: I can see Paul. Uh, I don't know. Apparently the, I don't know if the internet flashed for a second or something. Um, but, uh, but you, but you do it that way rather than, you know, kind of the way that they're doing now where they, they make like in cyberverse, they make five characters and they do it across a thousand different size classes. um, you know, for the, for the figures. So I don't know. What do you guys think about doing more of an aligned continuity? So are,
4: are you, are you basically saying you got, we currently have like masterpiece generations and then the kitty line. They're all the same. They all exist at the same time, but they're all the same story. Like the same right. universe. Storytelling. Right. It would all
1: be the same universe. So like, say the movies, You'd have your movies, your cartoon, all that type of thing would all be same continuity. would just be spin offs of that continuity. So you'd have one story, like one movie that might be one aspect of it, uh, but they would all be, you know, a similar style. There would be that, you know, G1-ish style and maybe you, you know, kind of make it like similar to the Bumblebee movie or something like that, but then you have your cartoons that play on netflix or youtube or whatever you know for the kids but then that could be a a, like the bumblebee cartoon show spun off from that that universe but it's still like the feelers everything kind of still like loosely connects together so that it's one line rather than a three or four different lines
3: similar to how prime robots in disguise and rope uh rescue bots are all in the same continuity. And there was also the novels that were the same continuity. All of this stuff all played together in that aligned continuity, except that you'd pull it back a little further is what you're saying. And the movies would be for one audience and they'd have a a closer picture on a smaller number of robots. The TV show would be the main cast and the main show. And then the kids show would be the kid friendly character adventures. And it, it all plays in the same sandbox, even if they're we're, we're looking at different windows into that sandbox.
1: Right. So it'd be one unit, like one overarching universe that makes sense. That would get yeah. me to actually buy the you know that like I don't buy Cyberverse right because it's it's just I don't feel like it's the same thing. But mm-hmm. if it was all one one giant how would you
3: how would you get there would you do a crisis on infinite cybertrons or would you just
0: start over
1: i mean i i would think you'd want to start over wouldn't you like i would think that this would be something once we get done with whatever we're doing now that you plan this out for a couple years from now Mm -hmm. um and then you know with the next movie the movie kind of like starts it off um and okay and then it you know, then you have your spinoff. You like, you partner with Netflix, say for, or, or whoever it may be, but instead of it being its own gritty, whatever, like it ties into the, into the movie.
3: Yeah. I think they would need to agree on a tone before they started writing anything. (laughs) Well,
0: I don't, I don't even know if you have to do that. What I'm thinking, what Lucas is describing is basically take this transformers brand and turn it into what Disney has done with star Wars, because with star Wars, you have the movies you mm-hmm. have the Mandalorian mm-hmm. and you have you know the clone wars rebels, rebels. bad batch cartoons yeah. right 100%. um you know you've got you don't have anything that's skews super young with star wars right um so i don't know if hasbro was for, or for a, a do brief
3: that. minute they had those the clone wars shorts the interstitials they were doing okay if you remember so that might be the closest um but,
1: but the analogy, one thing i guess with, like the one thing with transformers though is like, these are robots. There doesn't have to be any blood. So, like, you don't have to worry about an R rating. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't really have to be language oh, and blood. And yeah. It, right. I mean, you could be Michael Bay and you could force you, you, you it You don't in. have to
3: be directly under the enemy scrotum. Yeah.
1: <laughs> right. And so, the, the thing is, is, like, you could always do it where it's always either PG or PG-13 or something like that. Uh, you know, with the movies, like none of this stuff has to be super dark. Like, I don't, I don't think the transformers has to, you know, necessarily be that way. It could, it could, you know, kind of be on that line of, you know, not necessarily, you know, a very adult thing, like where it could, it could play for both kids and adults. Mm -hmm. Plenty of properties do it.
4: Yeah, sure. It probably stems like most of these weird, when you compare star Wars, or some other franchise to Transformers, you know, the toys came first. It's a toy company that owns right. it. They're not, they're not really invested in like whether people get the story. And I bet it, I bet they don't want that like long, they reboot it all the time because they're thinking of the world in toy trends right? You know, and how right. like if we're stuck in this same universe for 20 years the toys are going to be stuck in that same universe for 20 years. So we can't pivot to make a, you know, a major change.
1: Right. But I mean, which
4: I've never thought about it that way until right now.
1: I think that the, the comics did this pretty well, where they're always like getting new bodies and refreshing their bodies and whatnot. So, I mean, you could always do things like that. You could build
3: in the, the MacGuffin, even if you don't know what the trend is going to be in five years. You could make an outline, create this universe and go, and then MacGuffin 3, whatever it might be, gives them all new bodies and powers. And this is the story that will happen. And Power then you Rangers just fill in MacGuffin
4: it? later. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, Every year right. it's like, oh, what are they going to look like this year? It's Sometimes it's the same character, sometimes it's not, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, Power Rangers is really loosey-goosey with their continuity and, <laughs> and um, you know, it's it's different universes. But they still, like, they've started to tie things together a little bit more in the last... Couple of decades, but again, it's they they play very fast and loose with that. But again, part of it is that they rebrand, they relaunch the toy line every couple years. You know the new show, the new characters, the new Zords. You know the new the new play aspect of the toys. I'm not saying you couldn't do that with a Transformers toy line where you had a a cohesive storyline. But you know, I think Hasbro probably looks more at the 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 way. Um, Power Rangers has done it, and probably wants to emulate that more than what Disney does with Star Wars. Right. Sure. I, well, remember, I,
4: I remember when animated came out, I was like, "Oh my god, they're going to do what Star Wars did with Clone Wars." And then, nope, <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, that's weird." Then you know, then they made the second movie, and then Prime came out. And I was like, "Oh, now now they're going to do it. Now they're going to do it." That's why they got rid of animated because they're like, "We're going to do what Clone Wars did and make this continued version." Nope. So they they've never successfully done it but i think they would really benefit from it like what you're suggesting lucas
1: i I think though paul you hit the nail on the head though is that you know disney is a media company and they're trying to sell subscriptions to disney plus that's the reason why they have all the extra content and whatnot Mm -hmm. whereas hasbro is a toy company they're trying to sell you toys they kind of care enough like they they're essentially only giving enough effort to get you to buy more toys like it's not it's not necessarily they're trying to sell the media so i think that that's probably a lot of our ideas and and pitches and whatnot for dc is unless hasbro were to buy its own studio and get into that game yeah you know Bummer. (laughs) Yeah,
4: great ideas. I
1: think it'd be cool though, but uh, I don't know. But Don's idea though, Don's will be the best. What do you think, Don? Take us home, Don. Yeah. yeah. All All right.
2: right. I'm. I haven't had a lot of time to work on something new, so I'm going to pull something a little old out of my backside. But I think I think it has some fruit. However, I do believe it'll be go opposite of what Lucas is saying. I am saying celebrate the. Differences of the Transformers history. Picture it Sicily, 2024, <laughs> 40th anniversary of Transformers, give or take. We make generations in name and concept. Again, I'm going by this is an older thing. We go back to the Prime universe, we pick up with Miko. We see where the prime universe is at because it's a good kind of a blank slate. It, it's a good starting point zero. For fans, we get to see where they left off. For non-fans, you could do the backstory. We see where the kids are at, what's been going on there.
3: what What's your media format? Is this a comic? Is this a cartoon? Uh, it's this-
2: gonna be it's gonna be a I'm sorry. it's gonna be a cartoon series. With okay. the generations to- line as a toy tie-in, gotcha. We pick up with Orion Pax arriving on Earth. It is from a parallel universe that we have never seen. So I'm combining Common Rider Decade sliders and whatever universe you know you want to look at this Orion Pax has got to get back to his home universe to defeat their Unicron. That universe's matrix is lost in the multiverse. So, Miko, maybe Jack, this Orion Pax uses, basically, Orion Pax's technology he brought with him, the sliders portion, and they revisit all the different Transformers continuities as a celebration of the variety that, the, that this universe has given us. They go to Generation 1. They go to Shattered Glass. They go to Beast Wars. They go to Animated. They go to the Armada uh, Trilogy. Maybe not in order, maybe in order as an homage to the way that it was done. As they travel. From universe to universe. This is where you pick up the Decade portion. For people that have seen Comrade or Decade. We see this universe. We see the differences. And it's done in the animation style. Of that original series. So that way. You see what this universe is like. Being true to that universe. As they travel through. They pick up companions. I'm pulling this bit from Monster Rancher uh, that was on oh god twenty years ago. Uh, if you saw the if you saw the Monster Rancher animated series in, here in the U.S., as they find pieces, as they find friends that are traveling with them, and then it's each each of them have different reasons for traveling. It's exile. Huh? Yeah, it's exile. That's exiles. Exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, good. I didn't think about that, but you're exactly right. And as they travel, when they finally get back to this Orion Pax's universe, it turns out the mm-hmm. Matrix was dispersed, and each of these individual characters contain a fragment of the this Matrix. That's why they were kind of drawn along on this journey. And then what we do is the final, when op, this Optimus Prime's universe is the next year's continuity. And then we pick up with an ongoing series in this parallel universe. So we use the Generations tag to travel through the multiverse, a journey through the decades, as you will, see what happened. You can either be in the middle of the Unicron trilogy with Energon. You can be after Prime and see what happens. You can be in that 20-year gap between the end of Generation 1 and the movie so that way you're Scramble celebrating <laughs> all the differences of the animation and then when the series goes to end it's it's that op, that Orion Pax becomes Optimus Prime and then the following year series and the toy line is based on this brand new continuity that we're following from the very beginning with Optimus Prime leading the Autobots And if I want to rope in another one of my ideas, we could do it a twist. It ends with Optimus Prime and Alita 1 being created, okay, as far as the the finale. This new series focuses on Alita 1 on Cybertron, not Optimus and them on Earth. And then about the time when you get Search for Alpha Trion, that's when you bring Optimus back into the mix, Hmm. So you're re- you're sort of telling the Regeneration regener- degeneration one story, but you're doing it from a leadist point of view. On Cybertron fighting a guerrilla war. And then that is your new continuity in this new universe. And it's called Thrilling Forty. <laughs> <laughs> According to Zaldron.
4: That was just too good. Yeah.
2: Yeah, the I love I like. you, you, you had the adventures uh, of
0: Miko and her amazing friends. <laughs> No, I, so, I dig this concept, and I think yeah, I'm seen, on board with this. <laughs> yeah, you've seen different, you know. Again, coming back to Power Rangers, they've done it. Marvel has done it with the the comic book Exiles. You know, DC's done it multiple times with their different multiverses and different crises, where you have a a team assembled from the different multiverses. And um, you know, it, it's it's you know, I, I'd much rather see something like what you just described than what Netflix
2: is doing. That's true. It's, it's in no way original, but because it's 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 exiles. It's bits of Monster Rancher. It's comrade It's, it's, cool. Decayed. it's of
3: tropes from all over science fiction.
2: It doesn't mean it's not original. Exactly. But I'm just saying it's sort of new for Transformers. Yeah. And it's just a way to homage everything that came before and then give birth to something brand familiar, but brand new.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, if they Did could it? pull it off like that, that would be super cool. Yeah, no, that's like that what, like what you are saying, like, hey, this is now the new series, surprise. Like
1: Yeah, exactly.
4: You, that'd be great. I
1: think from like Hasbro's standpoint too. A
2: generation, like in generations toy line, you would get an animated optimus. Right? you know, it's animated optimus in this generations deluxe line, but it looks like animated optimus. But it fits the line because it fits the show look because it's done in the way the show was originally animated.
1: Well, I think from Hasbro's point of view too, if they could come up with their like top 10 characters and just redo those, I mean, which they do this already but you know you have your you know the the seekers and you know megatron and and Soundwave and then you've got optimus and bumblebee and grimlock and prowl and whoever you know is a handful of autobots and then that's that's your series and you're just always redoing those anyway i mean that's probably what they would rather be doing anyway rather than yeah you know doing well, all these other ones because that's what sells opt you know a new optimus prime is always going to sell
2: yeah. Well, j- just imagine, just a- a- as a little footnote, imagine they go to Shatterglass Universe, and they and they have their adventure there. Galvatron, Megatron, Galvatron tells Cyclonus to travel with them because this could affect their reality as well. So you have a good Cyclonus that looks like Hot Rod, by the way traveling with them seeing all the evil versions of the decepticons there's a lot of story potential with just cyclonus seeing how the how he is as a evil decepticon i want to see the bad guys like the, whoever the
0: main bad guy is like one of his main you know enforcers is just a multiverse team of bludgeons <laughs> I, I
3: kind of want Tarantulas to be the main bad guy.
2: <laughs> I was getting ready to say it was, and, As an and, agent and of Unicron? Want, if you Unicron, want to yeah. work a little bit of espionage into this, I'm mm-hmm. you, you, I thought. i glad you said that because it reminded me of this. Remember Quantum Leap? Yeah! yeah Remember the evil Leaper? Hell yeah! Tarantulas <laughs> is the evil Leaper. <laughs> yes.
0: I'm sold! Take my money! <laughs> yeah. And honestly, I remember, like, now, I will say, this was not necessarily playing with my Transformers as a kid. This was playing with my Transformers as a college kid. Um, I would would do that. Because you had, at that point, this was, like, the early R.I.D. or or or, Armada ages. And it was like, all right, you know, you've got uh, different Transformers from different eras, different sizes. Like, these are, it's a multiverse battle. You know, it, it, it's, you know, it, it's mild, it's cliche, not going to say it's not, but it, it's cliche because it, it keeps getting reused because it works.
3: You can, you can play with tropes if you understand what you're doing and yeah. do interesting things in subverting those tropes. It's it's all about, that's, that's, that's good sci-fi is when you understand the
0: trope and how to subvert it, how to subvert yeah. it. That's the whole thing. I want to see, I want to so. see new alternate universes. Like I want to see a Beast Wars universe. Yeah, but it's the original Arc Transformers that end up in Beast Wars. So you have all the Seekers as pterodactyls, and you have mm-hmm. Optimus Prime as as you, you know a, a giant you know triceratops or something. You yeah. have all the G one dudes, you know beast modes, and 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 then have another universe where you know the Beast Wars characters all are are you know not beast machines per se. sort
2: of sort of like that toy line that was being done, where where Optimus Prime is the ape, Sideswipe is the bull. Bumblebee is the yeah. whatever yeah. he was.
0: Yeah. I like I like but the go, idea of putting the go more Beast Wars where you get, you know, g- give me dinosaurs. I want dinosaurs. Give me, give me a Beast
3: Machines universe where Dinobot survived.
4: I, I like the idea of putting the Beast Wars characters in the G1, like, you know, where they got to be vehicles, and they are like, why am I named Waspinator again?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I,
4: why is my name Dinobot? I'm a, I'm a truck.
3: Well, but then it would be spelled D-Y-N-O bot, right? <laughs> Isn't yeah. that what they did?
4: <laughs> yeah, those are the reasons I don't like Beast Wars. So no-
0: <laughs> God, it's so nitpicky. Not oh, really. I mean, I I, 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 yeah, I understand where you're coming from.
4: I'm Pterosaur, so, the bowling ball. So, but, like,
0: so that the question
3: was, is, we've
4: now hit
1: on, on all, all three of like, my favorite
3: sci-fi things ever with, like,. Sliders and Exiles and Quantum Leap. I, I love that stuff. <laughs> so, you know, kudos, Don. <laughs> yeah, thank
4: you. Great, great concept. Yeah.
1: So, so the question is, is to the viewers: Is what do you think of, of all the pitches we've done so far? Who who wins? Who's the best pitch so far? Which one would you guys pick up?
0: Epic toy bottles are best of right. Who wins? Let, let me throw one more. <laughs> let me throw one more out there. And it's something I just thought of like today. Um, this is by no means something I actually want to see, but something and no, we made by, by no stretch of imagination what I think it ever get made, but it's just one of those crazy fever dreams. I, I kind of stole this from a, a, how did this get made uh, a little, little video they put out the other day where they were talking about fast and the furious crossing over with Jurassic park. I want to see fast and the furious crossover with Bayverse transformers. That almost happened. Was, I mean, that was like big rumor for many years. Maybe that's why it's in my brain. Is that yeah. There were rumors that I read about that. But but yes, I, I want to see the, the crazy stupidity of Fast and the Furious meeting with the crazy <laughs> stupidity of the Bayverse. And, and I get it. A lot of the Bayverse movies are basically Fast and the Furious, but with Transformers. But I mean, I want to see. You know, The Rock and Vin Diesel and, and Paul Walker's ghost and Starscream's ghost teaming up.
3: It's just Paul Walker flying in a dead Starscream. He just gives a salute <laughs> as he flies overhead.
0: There you go. <laughs> so, yeah, I just I figured I'd end it with that sort of nonsense. <laughs>
1: So it looks from the chat that we've uh, we're we're all kind of tied here. Um, my so, topic, and I'm just uh, fucking at like, last. It, <laughs> it, it looks like uh, Don Don gets first uh, according to Zaldron, and Paul gets second. Catherine says that she likes my idea first, then Don. Uh, Zaldron said uh, Phil gets third. Um, Spaceboy uh, says Paul. Um. So. So. Yes. Yeah, so we've got quite the Nick. No one mentioned you. I'm sorry. I know. I suck. <laughs> it's fine. <I'm laughs> really, really,
0: people forgot about your idea. Uh, the apparently, the first. DVDs I know.
3: <laughs> the... I wasn't warmed up yet. I was all like stuttering. <laughs> <It's okay. laughs>
1: uh, so. Appar- apparently, people are not wanting to add to their DVD collections at this point. So, sorry, Nick. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs>
3: I say these things for my own entertainment. That's all that
1: matters. (laughs) But yes, I would love, by the way, like more than me, CI, like on some type of a cartoon, Oh yeah, you know, somewhere. I mean, I think everyone would, but you know, everyone that's read that story would love to see it in animated form.
2: Yeah.
3: I just, I don't think they'll ever do a whole series, but I see the universe where they do features, short features.
4: Yeah. There's been so many fan groups that have like tried to do it, you know, like turn the comics into episodes. And right. I'll say some of them have been all right. I've been like pretty yeah. excited to see how far they go. And they all give up after like episode two because it's a lot of work. <laughs> <to make that laughs> right. stuff.
1: Oh, some of the voice
4: actors have been great. Just, if you're out there, you're listening. Keep doing it. Don't give up. <laughs>
1: So, Zaldron says he wants to see the rest of R.I.D. 15 on DVD. So, yeah. That wasn't a bad show, Paul.
4: No, I mean, I I know. I know. I haven't even seen the Starscream episodes. I really should. I know that they're...
1: Um...
0: They're, they're, interesting. they're that's, interesting. That's where the, you felt like they had bring more of the Prime Universe back in because the show started yes. off that
2: it was Prime Universe and then quickly ignored it. Yeah, um, that that was my thinking. biggest thing is that yeah. it, it, it's supposed to be a continuation, yet yeah, not. they only <laughs> added bits and pieces near the end when they realized, oh yeah, it's supposed to be a continuation. So here's like, you know, the Digimon World Tour back in the when uh, the end of O2 was going on to tie it all back together. It's just It's just... 2015 R.I.D. just sort of left a bad taste in my mouth. It it was one of those shows
0: where, yeah, they were trying to do it for kids, but you still had Rescue Bots. So it's just like, yeah, you had the Machinima series that was more for the adults and that was just garbage. Like honestly, in my opinion, the best cartoon they were putting out at that time
4: was Rescue Bots. 100%. It's
0: a
1: good show.
4: Yeah, that's why I was on YouTube watching more than meets the eye fan made videos. <laughs> I
0: don't fault you.
1: So, uh, and speaking of that, book club this week is going to be more than meets the forty two through forty four. So that is on Sunday nights at nine thirty Eastern, eight thirty Central on the TF Talk Discord. Uh, so the links on Twitter and the YouTube and whatnot, if you don't have it, uh, but that's a lot of fun. Um, so join them, uh, you know, to uh, to talk about. It. So, well, uh, thanks guys for joining me this week. is a lot of fun, um, and thank you to everyone in the chat uh, tonight. Uh, Zaldron, uh, Catherine, Space Boy. Uh, let's see. Enots, the uh, FVG, um, Trent's Five. Uh, Space Destron, Boy, I got it. Destron was Sp- in there earlier.
4: Space Boy, I got to ask is that a Smashing Pumpkins reference? If so, we miss you.
1: There you go. Well, uh, does anyone have any final thoughts before we wrap? Uh, I feel like we some did of get these to hear ideas? Anna's
3: thoughts on this. Uh, she was going to pitch us a role playing game tonight, and I would have, I would have loved to have heard about that. So, Anna, we missed you.
1: <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry, Anna, but apparently she was playing some type of role playing game, and <laughs> that couldn't make the show. So,
4: fantasy a star. star?
0: I feel like several of these ideas are give us the best of transformers, both in stories and in toys.
3: Yeah, there did seem, seem to be a theme
0: <laughs> with all of us. It's like
3: we want this thing that celebrates all of it. How do we do that?
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: So, Paul, sorry. The answer, uh, the Space Boys, uh, David Bowie reference, not Smash Pumpkins. So. Oh
4: well, I mean yeah
1: it's a good one too
4: (laughs) kind of like levels there
1: (laughs) so all right well uh thanks everyone joining us uh thanks don for coming back and giving us your idea as well
2: i appreciate it thanks for having me back guys i'm sorry it's been a while it's just getting engaged in life like, like 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 everyone knows last year was the longest five years of my life as it was for a lot of people so uh but I'm I'm really glad to be back, even if it's only for just right now.
1: Yep. Thank you for L- joining. Life us. happens. Yep.
0: We so. also finds a way.
1: All right. Well, thanks everyone, thanks, and uh, we will see you, you next week. Now, <laughs> <Yeah, I'm> kiss. <laughs>
4: <laughs> this has been Transformers for your listening pleasure, a presentation of TF Talk We'd like to thank you for listening